All the children that stream are SOBs. <laughs> That's how you can start the podcast. <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, anybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Four Color Ultrasound. I'm your host, Dieter. With me, as always, is... Mike. Oh, yeah. You're excited today. Come on. I'm always, yes, I am excited. People are listening, or so it seems. The numbers are <laughs> Somebody's not listening. Somebody's doing something. I think over the cast, they're just like artificially pumping in numbers. <laughs> and they're not actually attached to anything. I don't know. Every once in a while, there's a bunch of streams and we don't know. This, some streaming is coming from Germany. Yeah, right. So there's got to be someone from there. He's coming back. If you Go back and listen to us. episode 31 if you want to be offended. Yeah, don't listen to anything if you don't want to be offended. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't even really say offensive stuff, do we? We probably do. We just don't know it because we're really ignorant. So. Yeah, completely ignorant. But hey, when you uh, in that episode, I think you were offensive to people in Germany, but we'll see. Yeah, but Or this one person. My name's Dieter, so I can get away with it. Look That's true. Oh, he's one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a lick of my flavor wax? <laughs> but uh yeah so anyway we're not just you know an insulting podcast we're a comic book podcast uh two friends that enjoy reading comics here and there so but we like to talk about them even more and we're like hey those books that we read together let's talk about them now but awkwardly on the internet and uh post it for people from places like germany and all over the united states or just Mitch can hear it. Uh, we don't know. We don't know what those numbers actually mean when we look at them. But we come back every week, not for the numbers, just for each other. Oh. Oh. All right. So, yeah, but hey, D- but Mitch did respond at one point because we talked about him a couple of times. Yeah. On Twitter, he says, ruining the monologue and hating each other. This is why I listened past episode 29 and a half, the old <laughs> <laughs> Dieter No Mike episode. That's awesome. <laughs> I said, uh, I'm glad to know that I'd, I'd be missed if I just disappear from the show. He oh. goes, yes, you offer, offer up a different perspective. So I just get another mic. It looks like we're going to need another mic. <laughs> it looks like we need... uh. Is that it? Is that all mic? Is that That's all? Can it. We, no. Can we get into the books now, getting right into it? Action Action comics. Most people talk to us. Oh, Jesus Christ, Mike. All right. Action Comics. Right. <laughs> hey, go on for another monologue. I'm going to destroy it. Apparently, <laughs> our right fan likes to listen to that. Uh, getting right into it. Action Comics. <laughs> 1020. Uh, Metropolis Doom. Part 4. This is actually one of those ones where it says, like, DC Comics proudly presents Action Comics. Metropolis <laughs> Doom. Part 4. So is that the entire title? Yeah. DC Comics probably presents Action Comics. Troubles Doom, part four. Mm-hmm. I think so. Then you got level elite galleys at the bottom. The Superman created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster by special by special uh, arrangement with the Jerry Siegel families. And then Superboy and Jerry Siegel. It's amazing. R.I.P. Bill Finger. But yeah, uh, Brian Michael Bendis is the here and now. Screw the then. He's writing it. Some Those lame wads may have created it and their family <laughs> might be helping us be able to read it, but... Ain't nothing like some BMB to bring you some Superman in your face. But do you know what hurts this more than Brian Michael Bendis writing it? God uh, damn it, it's that JRJR on art. And you know how I, you know it's JRJR? It's nothing but lines. And it's just terrible on top of that. But anyway, yep. uh, Klaus Jansen, he's doing some good inks. And uh, Brad Anderson, he's doing some colors. 
uh, screw you letter guy. And uh, <laughs> God, screw like, you. Hey, it's got some good letters in here. So we can judge this cover by the story, or don't judge it by its story or cover. It's cover. It's don't by its don't. But I wish we would have got some cheetah action on here. Some uh, JRJR cheetah <laughs> would have been right up my alley. But it's she's the only one missing. I don't get it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Grodd like kind of makes up for it because his eyeball is like about to pop out of his skull. And then it's, it's such like, a weird shape too because it looks like it's facing straight at us, even though it's supposed to be sideways, looking forward. Because right? gorillas don't have their eyes like frogs on the side of their head, do they? It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird. And then like Lex's torso is like it looks like a fish body, and then like Leviathan just—I don't I have no idea what's going on with Leviathan's body. <laughs> it's so crazy. And then, yeah, like, how long are, like, like how long Superman's like? What's that bicep part of your arm called? Right, your fore—not your forearm, just that part, yeah. shoulder to the elbow. It's like super long. But then, where does like his forearm go? Like the elbow to the wrist to the hand? I have no idea. Is that, he, if, if it was proportionate to these arms, they'd be like coming out by like the words "Action Comics" on the top through their necks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and what is he doing to them? Is he smashing them forward <laughs> face to face or is he ripping them apart? It looks like he's smashing them together. Like he's making them fight each other. Like he's like, uh, you know, like toys. Like when you were a kid, you're like <laughs> them together. Wee! <laughs> but they are holding yeah. on to each other. It's kind of strange. And it has very little to do with this book. I guess, I mean, I guess they are fighting in the book, so maybe. And then at the very top, you notice it says Superhero of the Year? Uh huh. Who? Lex Luthor, Apex Lex. I guess I don't know. No, I know. I know it means Superman, but wouldn't that be more aptly put on his like Superman, like his titular book? Yeah, you would think so. See, I'm not even sure where the, when this happened because this is the second or third issue that has that on there. That quote. Yeah, that's the first time I noticed it. It's like who gives a shit what Entertainment Weekly <laughs> says? Uh huh. Oh my god, we didn't even look at Superman's leg. Like, what the hell is his leg doing? <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah, that is pretty darn messed up. <clears throat> and he has a big problem here when he draws calves. They go down to next to nothing, right underneath the knee. And then you get this bulbous calf. Right, and then just turn the page onto this fucking, his uh, year one yeah, advertisement. back to that one. And it's like, that's not any better. No, it's terrible. And that's, oh, and that's the cover. So that's the one you know he spent hours upon uh, drawing. Uh, well, it doesn't get any better. I'm trying to draw Superboy <laughs> when we open this one up. Yep. So, right off, the, I mean, before we even get into dialogue or story, Superboy's in all three panels here, and his hair is different in all three panels. <laughs> in the first one, it's like this, like, forward-facing mohawk type thing, and then, like, in the second panel, it's, like, just normal hair, like, on the sides and everything, and then on the, like, last panel, he's got, like, an undercut where he's all shaved on the sides and the back, it's all going, like, slicked back. <laughs> It's really weird. <laughs> it's like, so that just means that he, uh, yeah, there's no slick back in the top one at all. But this one, so he's got the part in the middle of his hair going left to right. <laughs> part of it going forward, part of it going back. It's hella it's crazy. Fun. I don't know. But yeah, so, I don't know. Young Justice is a, this is another one of those time jumpy. Because this is still the battle that you wanted, right? This is yep. what we've been talking about. This is the battle we've been talking plays about for five yeah. issues now. Five issues. It kind of plays out. In this one, the mm-hmm. actual battle, which is kind of cool. It, yeah, but, it's kind of cool, but it, but it's it's ending where the story started. 
That's, yeah. <laughs> You're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, well Bendis already did. That's true. So, yeah, because we're 40 minutes ago, actually, this one. And it's uh, Young Justice showing up. And uh, they're like, oh, what's going to happen when we meet Superman and all this shit? And I think, just point out where it's like, they're like, what are you going to say to him, Superboy? And he's like, I don't know. And then uh, somebody's like, well, it's Superman. And Wonder Girl's like, yeah, he'll say something cool. Just keep that in mind. Just <laughs> remember that for later. <laughs> and uh, do you read Young Justice? No, I haven't read it in a while. Oh, because I was like, yeah. I don't know who Impulse is. I'm guessing Ginny Hex is uh, Jonah Hex's niece or something. Well, yeah. Uh, granddaughter, I think. Okay. Um, Impulse is one of the ones that was been, that was around years ago. Okay. And he came back. And then I know Naomi's on the team, but you don't even see her anywhere around here, do you? Uh, on the first page? Where? You're a- I'm asking. The first page? Is that... She's the one that says uh, we're actually standing on it. That's Naomi? That's supposed to be Naomi. Okay. Look at her glowing shoulders. Okay, sure. What yeah, I know. It looks nothing like her, but... Yeah, okay. okay. So then, yeah, Superman shows up, and he's like, hey, what are you guys... Why were they there? Why did Young Justice show up? Uh, I guess you have to read Young Justice to find out. Yeah, I don't know. They just showed up and they're yeah, like, "Oh, just, hey guys, let's not go knock on the door." And then like they go to help Superman, but Superman's like, "Look, Metropolis is under attack, and I need all the help we can get. So you guys help us out." And they're like, "Okay." And then we go. So is it eight and a half minutes ago from the forty minutes ago, or is this eight and a half minutes ago from now? From now. Okay. Weird. Because this is isn't this before he showed up to the Young Justice people? Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, so it's like forty. So it shouldn't have been like forty-eight and a half minutes ago. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I lose the time. I'm confused too. It makes no sense. None of this makes any sense. Well, no, it doesn't make sense. The the sense that I mean, if we want, we already got to the point. We could just skip all the pleasantries with this young justice dialogue. But oh, unless you get to the page where he does meet Superman, he's like he's going to say something cool, and he said, "What does he say to him?" Oh, he goes, "I'm sorry. Other under conditions, I would stop everything for what I'm doing for, or I'm doing for uh whatever you." And he says, Connor Kent says, "Uh, and I'm sorry to drop this on you, like." He goes, what's your name, son? Connor. Connor Kent. And so that was the introduction. And this is the thing Superman was going to say that was cool. And he went, huh, you're real. (laughs) (laughs) Uh I I thought that was funny. I guess you never meet your heroes, right? Yeah. He's going to say something cool. He just said, (laughs) huh. You're real. You're real. So I don't know. That was it. It was just dumb to me that, like, it's one of those things where it's like Bendis just, like, writes, he thinks he writes how people talk, and mm-hmm. they don't. I don't think people talk, like, I don't know. It's just weird. And then it's like, was it deliberate that he didn't do a payoff, like Superman didn't say something cool, or he just didn't even think about it? Like, I, he didn't think that he, like, wrote that, so he didn't, like, think yeah. about Or which one is it? Is he a genius, or is he an idiot? Which one? He's a genius. Well, the whole, the, um, basically what it comes down to is, he suspects most people reading this are waiting for that introduction for the two of them to see each other for the, for the first time in what ten years, but then he's putting it off until later. 
Alright, he's teasing it a little bit. Look, guys, this is the first time they meet. You're gonna be able to get them to talk to each other. Ha ha, you have to wait a little longer. Yeah, it's just like that damn... That's basically what's happening. It's like that damn video on the... Kids supposed to be watching on the other planet or Exactly. Whatever. Same thing. Yeah. What was it? The, the so orientation just giving you the story. Video. He's teasing. There's a story coming eventually. Right. Well, we should like... Yeah, because you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. So all this... Like this just this is another big battle issue. It's just another fight. But this time you get Young Justice showing up as like the guest host. And there is just... All the dialogue is just kind of catching you up on what's been going on. Yep. Which is just, you know, Leviathan. And this is... I guess we should have brought it up before we started talking about this book in general, in sp- like specifically about this book. Because all the books that we kind of talk about today end up intertwining, at least three of them do. And this one, Groot and Cheetah and Sinestro are out. They're like doing what they do. Mm-hmm. But like in another book, it's actually mentioned that they're like been assimilated into that chair to Perpetua. Yep. And they don't exist anymore. Yep. And then there's like another book where they do. It's like, which one is it? Like, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. But yeah, and like the timeline of how all this happened, like it's all good. Like once you, as an overall, everything sounds great. But then once you start digging deep into everything, like the when things are happening and how and why, it just doesn't really make any sense. No, it doesn't. That's the biggest, that's the only issue I have with it. Since we're reading them all. Right, it it is great that they that they're continuing the story on right. Apex Lex is Lex is now Apex Lex, and right, he's got his Legion of Doom. But it doesn't make. But I can't figure out when this is supposed to take place, because I thought they mentioned this in a different book, didn't they? Yeah. They mentioned that this happened, but there's no way to know when it happened. I don't know. So yeah, you basically just get the battle that's been going on. But like I said, Young Justice is the the guest star in this one. You get a few cool things. Like, I, I love how there's the panel where they show up uh, kind of after they introduce, right after Superman and Connor Kent get introduced, like two pages later. And there's like, Apex Lex is like shooting lasers and Brainiac shooting lasers and like Sinestro shooting lasers. Mm-hmm. And Grodd's <laughs> like smashing up. But then like Cheetah's hella crazy in the background. All she has is a sword. <laughs> Just rah. She's like ah. <laughs> I was running around with a sword and it comes Draw up later. His head out. <laughs> That's hella dumb. I like it, but uh, but but then with the story part, this whole <clears throat> thing is there. Lex and is talking. Is this the one where he's talking about how? Uh, oh, I knew they were gonna show up, and we've got this one. I know exactly what Superman's gonna do. He's not gonna fight us. Yeah. But then yeah. the secret thing is Lex didn't know about Connor. Yeah. Like, Nobody like, did. seriously. And all he did was punch the uh, giant. Uh, yeah, Legion of Doom headquarters, say, which is I, larger than the city. I really like this. I was like complaining when it first started. When I was reading it, and I was like, "What is he? I can't even understand what he's doing." When he like the first hit, who uh, like, Connor? Are, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, "What is that?" And then like in the second one, oh. I was kind of like, "All right, it's the Legion, I guess," but like I still couldn't figure out what he was doing. And then like when they actually showed him that like more pit where he's actually hitting it, and so I was like, "That is pretty dope." I thought it was actually pretty cool. And then I could finally actually see it going mm-hmm. back. Well, that he flies into it and is smashing into it? Yeah, he's like smashing into the Legion of Doom yeah. headquarters and like pushing it into the ocean. Mm-hmm. All while like some of the worst onomatopoeia, I think, ever Slice. done. Slice. Well, 
Karoom. <laughs> and then like when like Superman does a little ice breath, he's like, pish. <laughs> like that's him sucking in. But then like he go- it goes, faboom. And then the only person that makes a sound is Cheetah and she goes, gah. <laughs> and then it's back to that Kraboom. Like it is the worst Kraboom. And then Faboom. There's multiple Fabooms. <laughs> a super punk. Cute. And then Kraboom. Uh, it's just terrible onomatopoeia in my opinion. Hmm? Oh, it's awful. But then what yeah. happens here? How do they beat him? She swings a, 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 a sword at him. That's Slice. what I thought was even crazier is the sword that I thought was like so funny that she had by herself earlier actually comes into play and she like slices Superman. It's like she needed a sword for this to happen. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, but that's it. She just hits him with a sword and now he's down. That's the part we saw where he was defeated like five issues earlier. Yeah. It's not even a kryptonite sword that yeah. like comes up exactly. later on. Like somebody he's down else. and then Grodd picks Superman up and swings him around like a... Uh, like a Shot yeah, put right. <laughs> and flings him. And that automatopoeia going, wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. Oh, they're not even ambulances. I don't know. Yeah. Then maybe it's JRJR has a fetish with women and swords because Wonder Woman shows up with a sword. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even look like her sword like that she would have. Yeah. It's more like a katana or something. How strange. And then who is that? Oh, is that Starman? Yeah, yeah, Starman. Isn't he dead? I, I, I didn't. I don't know. In Justice League. Yeah. Did he all actually the, die, or all the Starmen died? Okay. Across all the all the times and stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe this does happen before everything else. Ah, okay. There you go. There's the trick. And then Grady, I have your fallen king. Who's your? And then I thought, like, because, like, Batman's down here, and he's like, <laughs> I'll hold the fire. And I was like, that's not Batman. It looks nothing like Batman. Yeah. But it was. But it was. But then yeah. the thing is, is where is he? What is he looking at right now? He's in his uh, Batmobile playing a video game because he knows he can't. Uh... But he's that giant armor. <laughs> he's in that giant tank. But that doesn't look like Batman. That's what I'm getting at. Like it only looked like like what is it? That, what is, he's wearing his Batman suit inside he's, the Batman armor? What? No, that's that armor. Just drawn when, poorly. When it's all the red stuff in front of him. Yeah. Then what's all that stuff? Is what I'm getting at. I told you he's playing the video game. That's what it looks Where, like to me. Though? Inside the tank. What tank? In the scene where Starman and. Wonder Woman with that ugly sword. There's a oh, tank he's him. driving that tank wearing the armor? I assume so, yes. Oh, that's hardcore. All <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he's human. He, he knows if something happens, he's dead. So he, right? cause he's making sure he's well protected. He's like, kill himself with armor. But then, yeah, Brainiac just blows the whole thing up anyway. With like, doesn't even t- He just has like a button or something? <laughs> yeah, basically. I guess because it was a booby trap because they knew they were coming. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah, Gorilla Grodd, like, throwing him around, and Superman's face looks like he's dropping a deuce. <clears throat> but then, yeah, this is where, like you said earlier, this is where now Leviathan starts monologuing. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, 
Luther does win, which they don't even show. Like, I don't understand. Just because Superman's kind of hurt. Like, isn't he going to be all right in just a second? Like, yeah, he just got cut with that yeah. sword. And it didn't even, like, cut him or nothing. He didn't cut him or anything. It just hit him in the back of the sword. Look, he's grabbing his stomach, and it's like the sword hit him in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know what's happening. Makes no, made no sense. You just see, oh, he's down. And like you said, <laughs> the Grodd, he's a fallen king. <laughs> I don't think they need extra goading at this point, Grodd. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, so yeah, the Leviathan's like, all right, they're going to win. And we're going to plop the city down. Shitty Lex Luthor, because you get to guess the swear. Yeah. Uh, we gave him everything. And then so, are they going to, so then you, remember that city we talked about? We were like, I want to yep. know more about this city they made. Mm-hmm. Is it like going to go right there in Metropolis now? Yep. That's what it looks that like. What, that's what they're trying to plan to the do. The whole plan was to blow up half of uh, Manhattan here for Metropolis and then drop the uh, city on top of it. Okay. So, yeah, so the the fight's over, but that's the thing is like, you don't get to see the end of the fight and then what the next, so this, it was a five issues of bit like building to this fight <laughs> yep. that you never really get to see. Nope. And then it ends, and it's like, all right, the next issue is not going to... We're not going to deal with that anymore. We're You're going to have on a city on top of it. Yeah, basically. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's crazy. Well, speaking of Leviathan... <laughs> <laughs> Leviathan Dawn. You haven't had enough yet? Number one. No, because, like, if this one... I Because I read action first... Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is going to explain why that city's going to plug into Metropolis right no. there. No, they don't explain any of that. And in this one, it seems like it's a city that can't fly around or be transported <laughs> because they bought a country. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, not to like get it too spoily before we get into it and spoil it. Not like we're not going to spoil it. But uh get some more Brian Michael Bendis writing. Alex Malev on art. Which they did the whole other Leviathan. Event Leviathan. Event Leviathan, right. So they just do it together. And that Maylev guy does all, when it says art, this guy's doing it all, baby. Mm-hmm. And he does it really well, too. I mean, Jesus Christ, all John Romita Jr. has to do is draw. <laughs> and he can't even get half as good as this guy gets. Yeah. It's and he crazy. does it all. Pencils, inks, colors, yeah. And I'm not saying, like, this guy's art's even for everybody. Some people might think it's not great or whatever. I don't know. I don't. See, I think it's actually pretty good. Oh, well, you know, it is pretty great. It's just to say, like he does every. It's like it's not like, oh, if he colored his own stuff, you would think it'd be like kind of terrible. Like he uses like a bunch of different colors and like different scenes and like shade. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of crazy to me how he can do it. Like because you think like when you see a comic book team. Like, everybody has their input, right? Like, when you mm-hmm. see, like... And you're like, oh, well, this wouldn't be what it is without the colorist. And you would think, like, well, that guy's, like, job is pretty important. He must be able to do what other people can't. But, like, then when you see somebody that can do it all, like, do all three things, all four things or whatever, makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. About exactly. It. <laughs> and it's pretty crazy, because you're right. Each each scene has its own color palette, doesn't it? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It's pretty neat. I like it a lot. I like... And then expressions are like you can read them in people and stuff it's like, <laughs> you can tell just which squares. character is supposed to be which character by looking at them almost right away <laughs> is that just lines everywhere although steve, i do have trouble yeah. following steve trevor in this one 
a few times. I was like, is that Steve Trevor? Mm-hmm. And it was. But he doesn't have very many distinctive things going on about him. Yeah, and I have the same issue, too. There was him and that other guy. There was one other guy there. And where are we? In, yeah, in uh, Gotham. Yeah, I had to look a couple the... times to see which one it was. <clears throat> see Trevor's the one with the beard. Okay. Oh, when they're talking in about getting uh, Mr. Bones out of uh, yeah, out of Arkham. <laughs> that the Doctor kind of versus too. Steve. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> we haven't gone there yet. <clears throat> but yeah, so anyway. Yeah, well, we haven't... A lot of jumping around. So... Like I said, this one too. starts off with Steve Trevor in jail, which I guess happened in Event Leviathan. And uh, there's some really good onomatopoeia. When this guy like opens the cell door, it goes, override, gleep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> it's so funny. But, uh, so this guy shows up and he says his name's what, King? Some bullshit. Or he doesn't even like introduce him right away. He just tells Steve Trevor that he's no longer a suspect in being a Leviathan because the guy who's Leviathan came out and said, hey, I'm Leviathan, which was well, Mark was Shaw. Because uh, of her excellent reporting. Oh, yeah. And Mark Shaw yep. was uh, the guy that is Leviathan, who was a the original Manhunter, right? Yep. All right. So Kingsley Jacobs is this guy. He was yeah. obviously in uh, Checkmate. Obviously. Looks <clears throat> they say in this. But I thought, uh, what's his name was the head of Checkmate? Ted Cord? Not Ted Cord. Uh, yeah, is that it? Oh, no. Are you talking about um, the guy that uh, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman killed, killed, right? Yeah. Ted Cord's the Blue Beetle, right? What? Blue, Ted Cord's Blue Beetle. Yeah. It's the other guy. I thought he was the guy that made Checkmate. I don't know. I think he just took over Checkmate at one time. Oh. Okay. I, don't think, I don't think he started. I think he yeah, took it over King- a little while later, and then uh, she ended up killing him. Kingsley is a much more appropriate name for uh, Checkmate. So. Because he's a king, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, no reaction. Go. That makes okay. sense. Okay. Max Lord. Max Lord. Ted Cord. Max same Lord. Thing. It's all the same shit. He's going to be in the movie, too. Which one? Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Max Cord. Or <laughs> Max Ted Cord, Lord. yes. Ted Lord. Ma- <laughs> no, Tex Mord. <laughs> Max Nord. God. Uh, no, Max Mord. I'm having a stroke. Mike, call the police. <laughs> call the ambulance. Call the ambulance. That's uh, hilarious. So anyway, yes, people having strokes. Hilarious. <laughs> yes, that's all. That is the funniest thing you've heard. Like we said, we haven't offended anybody yet. People have strokes in Germany. We don't know. <laughs> Why don't you write it and tell us? Why don't you write it and tell us? But uh, yeah, so Stephen Trevor, he's getting bailed out or broken out of jail by uh, Kingsley Jacobs. He's like, hey, we're getting the band back together or something. Starting up a squad. Starting a team book to take on this Leviathan <laughs> guy. And that is basically how this entire... Well, this actually kind of this exchange where they're in the city with Leviathan and mm-hmm. his little henchmen. Like one person like admits to selling them out. And I guess this is the whole reason why this scene's existing is to like double down on that nobody's here. Nobody's brainwashed, right? Mm-hmm. We're all, everybody's here of their own volition. Except for this one person doesn't believe it. And they're like, I was the one that sold us out an event. 
but there's like this little back and forth where they're like what happened with the event <laughs> like it's kind of meta where they're it's like well just on to the next one or whatever <laughs> you know what i'm talking about what? yeah it's just oh, i was like well, it's earlier on, but then after like he vaporizes that chick, the guy's so next chapter, and the guy's like next event, <laughs> <laughs> next event. Yeah, he's like, well, I heard everything you all said. And it's like, well, this island. See, it calls it an island here. This island is an enormous. This island is an an. Oh my god, bro! It's a really good thing, and uh, yeah, they call it an island here. Yep. Enormous success. Ha ha. There you go. You got it. <laughs> I am having a stroke. <laughs> uh, snurf, murf, nuff, pump. But uh, I lost. I was like, the the stroke joke got me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, you're saying because it's an island. Oh yeah, so, <laughs> they could float. Yeah, but then they talk about how they bought a country. Yeah. So was the country they bought an island and they made it float? I don't know. We'll have to read more to find out. Markovia's been around forever. Wasn't that what uh, Black Adam runs? I thought it was... Uh... No, that's not... No? What is it? Where's Black Adam from? No, he's from... That's a different place. Oh, you're confusing me now. But... is a small country in Europe, ruled by the Markov family. Okay. That's the real one. Oh, awesome. <laughs> uh, never heard. So yeah, after the Leviathan little comedic interlude to remind you that you know they're all there willingly, uh, it goes to Coast City, and it turns out that when all like intelligence agencies are down, the place you would go to report emergencies and stuff would be the press, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> according to these people, right? Yep. Nobody's picking up. We could, you know, anybody that might deal with like alien tech or like some kind of super tech can't get a hold of them. Why don't we call a journalist? Maybe they'll help us figure out what to do. And the thing is, I don't know who he's talking to here, but this guy in Coast City says, don't you recognize Lois Lane? Like, she's, okay, even if she's famous, she's a reporter for a newspaper. Is everybody going to know what she looks like? Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Or is it because she's married to Superman now? I don't know. Well, it could be like it's like that Dear Abby article where they, they put oh, a okay. little picture in there. And she puts her face on everything. Yeah, he should know. He should know by now. But uh, yeah, who is he talking to? I don't know. That pilot standing there. <laughs> looks, yeah, he looks a little distraught. He's like, <laughs> He's like oh, uh, I guess not. All I do is fly. <laughs> like, but, yeah, uh, what do I? What the hell do I know? You only but, pay me minimum wage. Right. So, yeah. So there's a plane that Leviathan or one of their jets or something fell out of the sky so they call Lowe's Lane to check it out yeah why would that be uh, anyway that just made no sense but whatever and then she's like tell me what happened she sees some guy in the crowd that like doesn't they saw something they didn't like so she can pick <laughs> that out of a crowd all instantly <laughs> you look like rain. you saw something you didn't like I know that feeling yeah there's <clears throat> it's pouring rain there's hundreds of people standing around it's like this huge tragedy and she's like, oh, this one guy, he's, he's the guy that knows exactly what happened. But that is why she is Lois Lane, right? So. And this is kind of frustrating because this is, it's, Bendis seems to be doing this. I don't know if he's bringing all this stuff over from Marvel. But he's, he's got another Leviathan book coming out. I think it's probably called Leviathan Checkmate or something. 
but he's using this this one shot to set that up. But since you're calling this number one, it's only one issue, and you're gonna draw and you're gonna write another book. Everything that's setting up here is gonna be retold. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. So it's just frustrating because because I, I like the story, but I realize wait, this is just doing the Marvel thing and calling everything a number one to try to get you to buy it. Number one, sell sell books. Yeah, that's uh, frustrating. But yeah. the storytelling has to reflect that, which is frustrating. Yeah. But yeah, like this issue is like, all it is is a setup for another book that's just going to get retold. I'll just be like, well, we don't have to tell you how the band got together. It's like, it yeah. happened in this book. And it was all like, we didn't even answer any questions but, in that book. But you know, the first issue is going to be a recap of all this. Yeah. That's the annoying part. Like the fact that this is set up is not a problem because if it was issue one of a 12 issue story, I, I like the setup. There's a lot of different characters and a lot of different things going on. Because yeah. I want to know what this nobody knows. What feeling that she knows. Yeah, right? But yeah, you're right. Is it, there's not going to be a number two for this, you're saying? No. Oh, damn it. <sighs> Sorry, All do right. you not want to refinish it now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I, I check out of this book. Well then, well yeah, but then we get what is it? Is it Doctor Bones, Mister Bones? I thought it was Doctor Bones. It's Mister Bones. It's Mister Bones. Doctor Bones is the oh, that's Doctor Teeth. Which was the one in Snyder's Batman? That was Doctor. Yeah, Doctor Teeth. Teeth. No, so this is Mister Bones. Mister Teeth, right? Well, no, Mister Teeth is in Tinian's run right now. But then there was, I think it was Doctor Bones was in. Yeah, I think I think he's doctor. This guy's Doctor Bones. No, this is this guy is Mister Bones. <laughs> okay. There's three characters I'm talking about. There's this guy, Mister Bones. There's Mister Teeth, who's currently in Batman. Yes. And then in Snyder's run, there was another character. Remember, right around uh, the guy with the flowers. Yes. There's also. I think it was was that Doctor Bones. I don't remember being Doctor Bones, but or was it Mist or was it Doctor Teeth? Sorry, I don't remember. Son of a bitch, Mike. I know I'm fucking useless. Yeah. Oh well. Well, Mister Bones Teeth is sitting here on the fucking table. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. He's awesome. I like the little. As much as we hate like Bendis comedy, like this part is pretty good. Where they're like. <laughs> This part's funny. He says, I want to wake him up and tell him stuff. And the guy's like, I'm up. He's like, oh, sorry. It's hard to tell. He's like, I actually get that a lot. <laughs> I love his character because like, he doesn't have any flesh, yet he can somehow talk perfectly. <laughs> like, How is he making those sounds? Is it not just a mask? Like, No. He's a bone. Well, you know, his like head. The, the black mask? Like, It looks just like a skull. A black mask. A black mask is a mask. This guy is... A walking skeleton, or at least skeleton head. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because he doesn't have any eyeballs. He's he has like... no eyeballs. He has no nose. He's got no lips or tongue. So I don't know how he speaks, but it yeah, works. So Stephen Trevor's taking this guy. He showed up to Arkham. They dropped him off, and that's like, like I swear to God, we're just gonna go through this whole book, and it's like the only thing happening is every scene is showing them like getting somebody to add to their team. Yep. Next Set is Green for... Arrow. And then, who's in bait? Oh, the question. And then, you get Damien and Manhunter. Which, 
do you think this like this I don't think Bendis can write Damien at all. This is like in Event Leviathan I didn't like the way he wrote him. And like even this whole thing where he's like this little meek like you know, now he's so sorry for making this tiny little mistake. Like and I don't think Damien feels this much remorse, let alone this much like accountability. And it's like three pages of him like being like sorry for like just like assuming she might be behind Leviathan. And then it's like another mom joke at the end. <laughs> That's exactly what he was doing in Event Leviathan. It was like yeah. it was just Damien making mom jokes. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I didn't quite take it like that, but now that you're saying that you're right. Cause I he made a comment about not making not making a mistake in front of Batman. Right, like he he's trying to show off to Batman. And I kinda like that. But you're right, he wouldn't be he'd be talking shit to her, not uh not cowing cowing to her. Yeah. Like his his apology would be hid hidden, not like, yeah, whatever, I'm sorry. Yeah, it right, not, be like yeah, this not out, long out, out, drawn out of like, um, you know what? This is what happened, and this is mm-hmm. why I did this. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, can you <laughs> forgive me? What the hell? Oh my, my mom had like I was really tough getting brought up. You just got to understand. My mom thought it was gonna be really great, so I was like trying to impress Batman. But look, <laughs> I didn't mean to really hurt you. I didn't offend you, did I? Is everything okay? Oh my mom, she's at the book club. Like it's like I don't know. It's yeah, just no, not it's- Damien. It, it sounds much more like John. Oh, John Kent. John Kent, right? He sounds more like that. Yeah. Because he's a, especially when we, uh, uh, Tomas used to write him, he would just be an ass the whole time. But then every once in a while, right, show some uh, remorse or show some love for someone. Yeah, and even then, though, like but, you said, it would be like kind of half-handed. Like it would be yeah. like you know, still backhanded comment. Yep. <laughs> yeah, backhanded, backhanded compliment or or like at one moment of. Uh, uh, reprieve there where he like he gave John a hug when he saw him for the first time yeah. and then ran away yeah right, like he's embarrassed exactly yeah, yeah. this, this like is not him at all or something yeah this is I just don't dig especially it. to someone he doesn't know he still wouldn't the thing is he's the response should have been something like you know what yeah whatever I, I made a mistake but uh, I still don't trust you I still don't trust you and you think that's all he would say right he takes out like one of his like sticks and like hits her with it just <laughs> beats the hell out of her <laughs> Jams are right yeah. into her face. Anyway. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess they might be on the team. So then we go to Iron Heights and uh, Talia Al Ghul. She's going to be on the team. She's got to talk, talk to Steve Trevor. He's like, hey, guess what? Leviathan took you the namesake of that business you were running. Don't you feel like you should get it back? She's like, damn straight. I need that shit. So... <laughs> That's so she's going to beat the hell out of Killer Croc. That's kind of crazy. Talia? Yeah. Well, she's super assassin. All right, I guess so. And she had a knife. Okay, so she could beat the hell out of Killer Croc, fine, because she's a super assassin and all that. She knows exactly, you know, to kick him in the nuts or something, is right? And then, uh, but right then the she throws a knife at dick. Steve Trevor, but Steve Trevor catches it in his bare hands. Tap. It, it, yeah, tap. <laughs> I don't know where that automatopoeia came from. But he's, I mean, I guess we haven't read enough Steve Trevor. But he's just a good soldier, right? He, I, I don't see him catching a knife, throwing his face like that. Yeah, you would think Talia could throw it faster than that. Or, like, she would trick him. She would have, like, more than one knife. She wouldn't make it so obvious. But then maybe that's the whole thing, is she wasn't trying to kill him. 
She, yeah, no, she wasn't trying to kill him, but still. She was just trying to fuck with him, and she, like, threw him a layup, basically. Like, he <laughs> should have been a, Even with basic soldier training, he should have been guess. able to catch it. And if he <laughs> didn't, then it's just like, well, you know what? You shouldn't be on the team, Steve Trevor, because you can't even catch, like, a knife lob at your face. <laughs> what we missed was a soft lob, and it just tapped off his face. He like, missed it, right? Would have chipped his front tooth. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it. Why did that happen again? Damn it, you bitch. That was already a crown. So. <laughs> I gotta go back to the dentist. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have healthcare anymore now that the DEO or whatever the hell I worked for is gone. Uh, yeah, all these people without healthcare now. Yeah, exactly. Do you think Leviathan? What's Leviathan's healthcare like? Uh, it's gotta be great. He's making life perfect for everyone, right? And healthcare sucks in the country, so he yeah. must be fixing it. <gasps> Leviathan is Bernie. Whoa! Holy shit! <laughs> Feel the Leviathan. <laughs> so uh, we get this cool uh, kind of like when everybody's finally selected for the team. Like, I don't know. What do you call this page? Like, where they're all like, oh, they show the hunter, the colonel, yeah. the arrow, the truth. But it's no more like saying. Bendis humor. The arrow, the wild card, Talia, the truth, Lois Lane, the bones. Like, what? The question. Know. It's the only person that has her actual real name. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And then yeah. My name is King. Welcome to Checkmate. And then it's just like pages of like Steve and Trevor being like, I vouch for him. I vouch for him. I vouch for him. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. Like everybody's like, Do we trust this guy? And Stephen Trevor's like, Trust me, I vouch for him. They're like, well, that doesn't really mean much. I vouch for him. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, awesome. But then you got Leviathan. It will be continued in Event Leviathan Checkmate. Why didn't you just make this the first issue of that story? Well, they brought up that thing that uh, Lois's dad said to her, too, the, mm-hmm. before he died. But then, yeah, so, I don't know. What is he doing there, though? He's sending out more of these jets that, like, Lois Lane found? Mm-hmm. What are they? I don't look at drones to me. It's a weird one. So yeah, like you said, this all this did was build a team to go after Leviathan, and then it ends and be like, "All right, pick it up another book, dicks." Yep. Multiple uh. number ones. But it's kind of interesting though how much it fits into like action comics. You know what I mean? Like even though it doesn't really kind of sync up with the timeline. But that, I mean that is the benefit of um, Bendis writing all these stories. Yeah. Like, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't fit with Justice League. That was kind of separate, but that's done now. And then you got the old the story that's on the side. And all of Benz's stories are coming together. Yeah, what's going on in Superman again right now? Oh, that's the... Uh... It's Mongol. Yeah, Mongol. Mongol and the uh, United Planets. And that's more tied into the Legion of Superhero stuff. Yes, yep. What's going on on the other side? That's kind of cool, though. So I mean, overall, I like it all. It's like how long The, the overall right story all works. Each issue sometimes is... A bit of a problem, but the whole story's pretty good. It's got to be coming on two years now that he's there, right? Has it been that long already? Well, Holy Superman's shit, yeah. on... What issue Superman on? Superman's on... 20, right? Yeah. Yeah, because Action Comics is 20. came in on 1,000. Yeah, so it's a year? Because it's two, uh, two a month? Or is it not? No, no it's it's each one's longer. a month, isn't it? Once a month. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's been there for almost two years now. That's crazy. Two years of Bendis. How's it make you feel? I'm enjoying it enough. Yeah, I mean, with all the issues, I mean, there are obviously issues because, you know, just I don't like his humor and a bit of uh, everything seems to be setting something up. So it could be better. But it's nice having one guy tell a bunch of different stories and have, I mean, there's a lot that he's done so far. All right, he's brought Legion back. He's got the whole Rogalzar story. He aged up uh, John Kent and made him more important. He's got the whole Leviathan thing going on. Tied into the but uh, Batman laughs that Snyder created. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not... I mean, it's all... I think a lot, a lot of good stuff is coming from it. Oh, shit. Speaking of Batman Who Laughs. <laughs> Hell Arisen, number three, number four. Year of the Villain, still going on. Year, Century of the Villain. Jesus <laughs> century of the Villain, yep. Just never wants to end. And this is just setting up. Speaking of setting up, this is all just another setup for what Metal Two, Death Metal Two. Right? Yep. It's all just le- everything just leads into something else. I think that's comics, though. I think. Yeah, it is. I can't th- I don't think it's a valid complaint. One. <laughs> no, that's per- a good point. I mean, I guess it's, what it's always been, hasn't it? Yeah, it's periodical, right? They have to. Mm-hmm. Have to keep doing something. I don't know. I'm enjoying it all. Even with my complaints. Even as much as I hate it. I <laughs> as really much as I hate do this like shit. it. <laughs> I hate all you bastards listening to this. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What did I say? Uh, everybody listening to this is an SOB. Is <laughs> an SOB. But uh, uh. all the children of the internet are SOBs. But uh, yeah, so this continuing... Continuing and intermingling with what we've already been reading today. Because <laughs> this is the one where it talks about Apex. Because Apex, Apex Lex is in this one. Yep. And it talks about how his Legion of Doom compadres were like assimilated into that chair. Mm-hmm. And now they're gone from him. So you're saying this would take place after... Action comics, like this whole story. I mean, guess what? After, yes, action has to be done. I mean, action has to be going on, and then they go over to the Justice League story, or this, right? And then the Justice League story. And then it's weird because this kind of ties into Batman as well. Yeah. So it's like, now that Bane is over, so like that Batman story is happening now. But then, wait, Justice League is you're saying happened. Justice League was supposed to be before even Batman. Was it before or was it after? Because I think... Well, you were saying that Alfred was actually alive in that. Oh, the current Justice League. But he's... And then, I was talking about the the Snyder Justice League, where it ends with him going through that door. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because that, that whole thing, Snyder swears, is after the Justice League current story. Even though they say, like... Superman says after Bruce lost Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that I don't think I think we're thinking too closely about this. We're thinking too deeply to it, into it all. Yeah, that's the problem with continuing them trying to tie everything together. Okay, all right, it's not going to fit perfectly ever. Okay, well, this one I kind of forget where it left off. Like I don't remember much of two, but it picks up with. 
all the what's it called? What do they call these people? What are they? The Sinister Six? Is that what they call? Oh them? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Was that what it was? Yes, it is. Yep. Isn't that a Spider-Man property? The Infected Six? Yeah, the Infected infected. Six or something. Sinister Six. Sinister Six. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, just take it straight from Marvel. We'll just just bite from another imprint altogether and make up our own names (laughs) for what we can. Yeah, the Infected Six. Is that why Didio got fired? Exactly. We call him the Sinister Six. (laughs) We call him nothing. They're like, all right, you're out of here. Very good. Aw. What are you going to do, replace me with someone who already is here? Oh, wait, you're right. There's two of you. <laughs> Get rid of oh, one. <laughs> they did all, yeah, that's, they just did like a 5S-ing or like a Kaizen. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Well, they were bought out by a giant company that doesn't care about comic books or whatnot, right? This company has nothing to do with this. They look at the books and go, wait a minute, you have two publishers for a division that makes a lot less money than anybody else? Yeah, get rid of one. It's like two publishers. How many magazines you got? They're like, oh, close to 50. Like, oh, <laughs> we're having another discussion after this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Maybe you only make three magazines now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay. <laughs> All right. Jim Lee's like, do I have to draw any of them? No, you're a publisher. You're like, Good. No, we fine. want them out on time, okay? No, no, we're like, down to- <laughs> you want them out on time. <laughs> we want them finished, okay? Oh, jeez. So, yeah, Apex Lex, he's about to be, uh, I don't know, get fucked up by, or no, they're about to hold him captive for the Joker who, la- or the Batman who laughs. But the real Joker, or the Joker, or just Joker, shows up and steals him away by using a uh, time traveler guy. This whole thing's hilarious. <laughs> Which part, oh, where they're walking through the zoo or whatever. Or well, with with the Joker and the uh, the teleporter guy. Yeah, and he makes him kill himself and all that shit. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty fucked up. So this is the Joker I like. Yeah, and then I think that's what is funny because it's funny you say that because this is the whole gist of this is a uh, he he's just it kind of I don't want to get too far ahead of it I guess so hold on but uh. So was that time traveler guy with this monkey and brain guy as well? I don't know. Was he part of the, uh, shoot, what was the name of that team? They were in the Doom Patrol for a little while. Where, uh, Mansir Mala the br- and, the Brotherhood uh, the brain of evil. fall in love. The Brotherhood of Evil. There you go, the Brotherhood of Evil. And then, was that in the Golden Age, by the way, by any chance? I th- I think they started there, yes, and then because when the Joker's like a talking monkey with a brain in a jar, I still wish I'd thought of that first. Uh-huh. Golden, uh-huh. <laughs> like yep. a little nod to like, so that's kind of like the first meta nod, right? Yep, like he's kind of saying like the golden age of comics and like these two characters, right? A, a monkey and a a talking monkey and a brain. Like, he, why couldn't I have thought of that? Which is like, what do you mean think of that? Like, right? Yep. And then he can, goes on to continue to talk. Like, Lex is like, why are you doing all this stuff? Like, why aren't you trying to, you know, stop this guy? He's like, because I just do what I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And it kind of leads into, like, ever since Snyder's been using Batman stories, how, like, the Joker, he always dies and just comes back. And, like, the whole thing where, like, he didn't care who Batman actually was. Mm-hmm. And, like, all these things where it's like, he's just an entity there that is only there to be like the an- the antithesis to Batman, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, it's like 
kind of touches on it in this one, I feel like. It's, I don't know, I think it's kind of cool. Well, yeah, completely. It's it's definitely meta, and there's... So I don't know if it's going to be deeper later, or if it was just them wanting to tell the jokes, but you're exactly right. That's what he's getting at. Yeah, it's like he's a, like, you know, he's just really a spoke in a wheel, right? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know what... The only reason why he does things is because he's supposed to. It's not, like, for any other reason other than... What? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like he's saying, why do you? Why did you want to change Lex? Because he's saying, like, why don't you bring back the old Lex or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you wanted to change and all this shit. Like, what do you really want? Well, it's like that's not our place. We're just supposed to be like jerk offs, I guess. <laughs> supposed to be jerk offs. But speaking of last week, when we were talking about that one book where you're saying it was selling on eBay yep. for hella money because Punchline it was like her first appearance. And that was this one, and then so there was a. Uh, no, not that. That's not this one. That was last week. When no, we well, both it. of them. Oh, so this one's also. I was going to say this one. They actually show her face in it. Yeah, this one is selling. This one was selling for more. That one, that man number eighty nine was selling. Uh, for I don't know twenty thirty bucks. This was selling for over forty. That's crazy. Dude. I know, it's absolutely insane. And then is she, does she have freckles on her face? <laughs> Or is that shit on her face? <laughs> it's shit. I don't know. Looks like freckles. Okay, so is that paint on her face? Because the freckles are on top of the paint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or is it just like translucent paint? Yeah, let's go with that. Or is it not makeup? Like this ain't makeup. <laughs> <laughs> this is how she was born. It's like God right? damn it! I'm gonna have to find another clown to uh to be with. And is she? Of the Asian persuasion? That's what it looks like. Okay, so they got a little bit of the the inclusion going on. But is there going to be a full backstory on her, or you don't know? You have no idea? I don't know. Because I'm interested. When I'm I first started interested. hearing about it was when they heard that the books were, were selling like crazy. And it was, well, because Punchline's coming. Everyone's excited for that. I'm like, wait, what? So I didn't even, I didn't even see all that stuff. So, I, But supposedly she's going to be a big character, is what people think. I'm already interested. I don't even know why. I guess because it is just like a mystery. Mm-hmm. Like, where'd she come from? Why is Joker hanging out with her? <laughs> why is she so ruthless? Well, the Joker <laughs> likes her, right? Yeah, so I mean, like, is she like, why is she so bad? What happened? I don't know. But yeah. So, anyway, now that we lost the story. So Lex, <laughs> you know, right? So Joker gets Lex to helps Lex to escape, but then Lex is like, "Well, dumbass, I wanted you to like this is what." So he wanted he his plan was to get caught by the Joker or by the Batman who laughs, just so the Joker could rescue him, so he could get information out of the Joker. I'm not sure that's why he got caught, but he asked. That's why he asked Joker to come help him out. He probably could have gotten out on his own. Because he says, hey, Joker, he he sent Joker a message. Hey, come save me. And then Joker mm-hmm. thinks he thinks he has Lex. Lex is, uh, come on, you moron. You know how powerful I am. <clears throat> right. So, yeah, I'm not going to necessarily say he... Uh, when he shows him that power, he starts growing, right? And he goes, mm-hmm. grrr. Yeah, I like, I like that. He, he puts the suit back on, his uh, his business suit back on, and then grows. Grrr. This whole, that, this whole uh, trippy panel and the rest of it when he's with Lex... And he's kind of through his brain is pretty cool. I really like the art on that. Yeah, it is pretty dope. 
Who's this guy that the Batman who laughs has though? This monitor he says is a uh, Nick's. Ah, uh, yeah, I meant to look all that up beforehand. Nick's Uaton or something like that. Yeah, he's he's one of the monitors. He was in uh, what's it, Infinity Crisis? Infinite Crisis. Okay. I'm not sure which one, but I know I was. He he came out long after uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Well, he's going to use this guy to teach teach about the real crisis or what a crisis is really feels like. So, I guess I'm guessing that's alluding to Heavy Metal too, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Death metal. Death metal. But then, yeah, it goes into this where Lex is like extracting information out of joker's brain like literally <laughs> <laughs> but it's all tripping it's all like yeah like you said all psychedelic art because it's all just in uh the joker's head i like this whole thing where he's he's saying uh that now now i have no idea how you're perceiving this joker whatever twisted logic you're putting to the image of me right from your mind it's like normally i would try to uh make it comfortable for you but for you i don't give a shit <laughs> yeah. you just try to kill me so this hurts it hurts but this is jo- this is the way joker perceives it is that he's actually getting his brain tickled by being cut open and uh, prodded. And so, uh, Joker doesn't seem to care. And so he gets the formula for the chemical that was released from his heart in metal. Mm-hmm. Not his heart, but like the alternate universe one. Yep. For when he was murdered, that turned the Batman of that Earth into the Joker. Into Batman who laughs, yes. Into the Batman who laughs. And he's using that now to like reverse it to like make him better. Yeah, so I'm not sure if he's going to use that thing, or he, this is just where he finds out that it's the metals in their brains that are causing the the problem. Because it says here, it says, uh, the Joker toxins helping suppress the moral centers of their brains, yes, but the real work is being done behind by microdoses of dark matter, uh, metals from his realm, the receptors for his energy, that's what's twisting them as the dark cells. So he's got to pull those out, or is he using the Joker toxin? I'm not sure. He says, I know how to win. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little bit of both. A little from yeah. column A, a little from <laughs> column B. There you go. So, uh, yeah, he's like, all right, I got what I need, so we're going to bust out of here. And that's when they get into that whole kind of conversation about, you know, why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Yeah, I don't know where it goes. Oh, then, uh, that's okay. So, yeah, he knows how to win. And then he's all like, I'm going to go to the hall. Like, <laughs> that armor that he uses, too. Like, where the hell did this but, thing come from? But why did he? Well, this is armor you normally has, right? But as Apex Lex, why does he need this armor now? Uh, well, no, his armor is usually a lot smaller. It's than also this. smaller, yes. <laughs> this is pretty massive. <laughs> he's like a giant, like, Gundam at this point. Like, it's all <laughs> crazy. But, uh, what is. Yeah, so he did, but then also it just cuts to him like having this team of bad guys. Mm-hmm. And is that like the is that Black Manta or is that the entire Hall of Justice that's now like a mech? Uh, I think it's Black Manta. Why is he so big? I don't know. That's the power he gave him. And Lobo. Yep. Zombie Grundy. And then who are these two? I think she's Oracle. I had to look That's, it up. I think she's the new Oracle. Okay, and then who's that little demon hell's fun guy? Shoot. Is he from the Brother of Evil? I don't know. And then Captain Cold. He's like one of those magic guys. 
And so this is the his this is what he figured out from the Joker's brain is that if he gets this team together then he's going to be able to take on the Batman who laughs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's what, if that's what he got from it or what. I don't know where yeah, I don't know why this team suddenly showed up. It seems so weird. It seemed like it was going one way and then like it just cut to this. I was like, next, the conclusion. It's like, okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was going to end in like a team battle. Like it wasn't yeah. going to be like, like, I thought it was going to, I don't know. It's just a strange turn in the middle of the story. It's, it is, it's very weird. Like had everything was, this was like, you know, conversation between like Luthor and Joker and about like what was going on and like. Like I said, it was just like this epiphany that Lex Luthor gets. And it's like, oh, it's time for a battle. And then like that whole thing that like, like even the Joker or the Batman, oh God, I can't stop calling him the Joker who laughs. The Batman who laughs. <laughs> like he was talking to that monitor guy and that's like, he's just all of a sudden then he's at the battle. He's like, all right, let's fight. So I don't know. I'm interested in the last issue just to see where the next one's going. But like you said, it's everything's just being set up for the next one. Yeah, it's got to be because there's a... Because I think the Batman laughs continues. I don't think this is the end of them. I guess what you... The feeling is that there's never feels like there's a middle of the story going on. Mm-hmm. Like everything... Like you, said, like you said, it's just set up and set up. And like, yeah, it is comics and that's the way it is. But like all four of these books that we're like reading are just like setting up what's going to happen like but do you ever feel like you ever get to like here's the middle of this story oh like, is the fight the middle you definitely don't get to the end well think back to like I know we keep like uh, bringing up Snyder's Batman run but like when he did Zero Year right mm-hmm. that's a story that definitely fit like that kind of story yeah, like that wasn't building up into anything. That was still, yeah, I was even telling a story from the past, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, but it was definitely it was a slow chug, but like each issue had something happen, or even like Doomsday Clock. Like, there are no real stories like that going on right now. Where it's like, I guess you could have said, well, you had King's Batman for two years, but yeah, well, that one never ended, <clears throat> never went anywhere. That one always felt like it was starting. It was never a middle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell that one was. <clears throat> I don't know. Speaking of not knowing what the hell things are, well, that's a terrible segue. Yeah, it was. Pretty straightforward. Book's pretty straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty simple one in this next one here. Uh, Batman Superman. Uh, the Candor Compromise. <laughs> Part one. <laughs> Sounds like something you'd pay a hooker for. <laughs> 20 bucks for the Candor <laughs> Compromise. Like, All right, buddy, get on your back. You're like, shit. Right. <laughs> oh, shit. So this takes place before Year of the Villain Hell Arisen. How do we know? Because there's an editor's note right there on that title's page. Oh, well, there you go. That. that would be how. But this story led out of Hell's... like. <laughs> right um, Hell Arisen came out of ep- issue 6 of this book mm-hmm. so now we're in issue 7 which picks up where issue 6 left off <laughs> but it's telling you that this book takes place before 
the story that came out of issue six happened that we just read three books <laughs> for. <laughs> so if the timing, I don't know. I guess it should make sense. Maybe we're just the morons. Uh, maybe. I like to think we are the idiots of that, what we just said. So, yeah. So, I guess you just have to assume, because the number, issue six ends with uh, you know, all the all the infected in the uh, uh, Hall of Justice and Gordon tied up. And then it leads into the next story with Zod and Rachel Gould talking to each other. So, I guess you just assume that that was, like, Five years ago, they're not telling That's you. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. They weren't in the same room, right? That's how stories are told sometimes. You don't know that it's in the past until they tell you. Right. Like, that's a big I surprise. So. so, yeah. So, anyway, this story's taken place before the other story ended, but and then before the one that you're currently reading and the other thing that hasn't ended yet. So, <laughs> I don't know. You know, comics. Because of comics. This book has a lot of editor's notes, by the way. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so, but this happens after the Rogue Elzar thing, right? So, yep. it's happened. So, when is Superman taking place? Because that's like the most current one. This, because this even brings up how like Zod was. Remember, I was like, why is Zod a bad guy all of a sudden? He was like a good guy in Superman. He's and still a good he's, guy. He's trying to save people, bring him back no, to he's life. Not. He's lost his shit. He's trying to bring him back to life. Not in a good way. It doesn't matter if it's a good way. To him, it's good. He's the but hero it, of his own story. It even says, in, it was like another, what was he, it says, like, I hope, like, he isn't gone, or he, last time you saw him, you were on good terms. Mm-hmm. Right? That's so why he says to Superman, so, oh, I hope he isn't, like, going back to his old ways. So either way, they're talking about <laughs> the end of that Action Comics run. And this has taken place before that? Yeah, uh, I, I think I think Zod is the good guy, and both Superman and Batman are the bad guys trying to <laughs> trying <laughs> trying to annihilate an entire race of people. Right. Well, they're already dead, though. So he's just trying to bring. They're already been. Rogal's already killed Kandor. Yes, he did. Destroy. He smashed him to the ground. He smashed him real good. <laughs> but that's what this kind of, this is what starts it up as. Those stories talking about how Kandor, what it was, and how Rogue Elzar, like, smashed it up real good. But then Zod It's a really cool like, panel with Rogue Elzar looking down in the city. Yeah, it is pretty dope. And, uh, so Zod, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna bring that shit back. Is that... So he flies away with Kandor, right? In that next panel, is Superman fighting Skeletor? <laughs> that's what it looks like, yes. And Batman, too? He's got, like, some yep. kind of, like... I don't know, that's kind well, of... there was a Justice League versus the uh, Masters of the Universe book. That's pretty cool. So I'm assuming that's what they're <laughs> referring to there. So, yeah. So he's... What is the point of that? Why are they going to, this, to the damn cemetery? Why do they run into... Ro- oh. Because of Batman's algorithm, he, so he knows that, remember, you, you can predict where crime is going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, like, looking. That's I basically Superman it. brought him there because they were like, there's this guy that was made out of kryptonite that we buried and uh, kind of worried somebody stole his body to, like, make some kryptonite shit. But then, like, this ninja jumps out of the tree. He has a kryptonite sword, which is, this is what I was saying. Why didn't Cheetah have a kryptonite sword? <laughs> They obviously exist somewhere. 
Right? Because this yeah. guy's using a synthetic one. Because if he, she had a kryptonite sword, it would cut straight through him, and then he would be dead. But he Instead of just hurting dead. his back. I, yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> For like two back. minutes. <laughs> but you do find out this is a Ra'sh al Ghul or Rash yep. al Ghul or whatever. I do like how uh, he's about to, like, <laughs> he reveals himself, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, doing a little monologue is like I must bid you adieu and like he throws down the smoke bomb like he's gonna get away but like Superman just kind of pushes him over <laughs> it looks like something from Batman Brave and the Bold right it's like, <laughs> I must bid you adieu, adieu. <laughs> oh he just like pushes him down <laughs> like look why do you need the kryptonite he's like alright I'll talk <laughs> they, just, yeah. they just knock him down and then right. hey how's it going oh fine yeah, you got me, you got me. <laughs> Let's go team up. Here goes General Zod. He's like, Zod, what? <laughs> and this is where yeah. he tells you, like... Yeah, but... Uh, oh, but I believe your truth isn't, was... It's not a good thing. Like, What are you talking about? You revive yourself all the time. <laughs> he says, I'm aware of your recent dealings. Uh, my grandson is friendly with your boy. <laughs> and I keep tabs on who my family consorts with. But I believe your truth with Zod was hurried to say the least so yeah he's saying like Zod never really was a good guy yeah so even that little touch that like is he like just retconning what Bendis did because Bendis was trying to turn him he's like nah fuck that pretty Kinda much like, <laughs> with that Riddler thing where they're like uh, the Riddler was trying to be like good again and then like Tinian was like no nah, he's not everything <laughs> <laughs> <It's just laughs> that Bendis is doing they're all trying to turn back that's pretty funny <laughs> yeah. yeah so you find out basically that Zod approached. Wait a minute, is that because again, is that another another Marvel thing? Because all the bad guys in Marvel are uh, are hey, they may not be a bad guy, they might be a good guy. They're more complex than that. And everybody with DC is like, no, fuck you, Bendis. <laughs> we no, have actual villains. Well then, uh, Ra's al Ghul basically, Zod approached Ra's al Ghul and was like, hey, let me use a Lazarus pit to bring all these Kandorians back to life. He's like, no, that's kind of crazy because shit fucks you up real bad. And you don't want to just throw like a whole race of people in there. So, no. And he like destroys his Lazarus pit. And he's like, now I got to go get some kryptonite to go kill this guy. Because <laughs> he's not going to stop trying to bring this Candor back to life. <laughs> and that's when they run into Batman Superman. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, all right, well, let's go check it out. I like the panel where they're flying. <laughs> they're like he's uh, Rachel goes sipping tea and like Superman's waving to them. <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> like, so, so mm. look, like Batman can walk, right? Yeah. Just because Superman can fly doesn't mean he should be flying. Like, does, does it tire him out at all? Wouldn't he rather be sitting in the plane too? They just not let him. Yeah, Superman, you can fly. You get out there. Just he doesn't know where he's going either. Like he has to follow them. <laughs> he's gonna watch them the whole time. Just, just sit in the plane with them while he sips his tea. This is like you you brought up the brave and the bold. This one too, where like Batman's like, "Look, I know you're lying. I know yeah. when I find out, I'm gonna break every bone in your goddamn body." It's like, <laughs> like you know what? Never changed. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's like, so it's kind of like, Oh, you're so cute, changed. Batman. <laughs> Don't change. Yeah, let's see for yourself. And, and this disdain in his face is great, and that panel he's watching him sip. Oh, I know, yeah. So they show up to this hidden, quote-unquote, hidden Lazarus pit, but uh, all the guards have already been handled, 
which is like it's more comedy right because he's all pointing he's like the whole time they're walking up to him, he's talking about how good the protection is and like the <laughs> league <laughs> and they're all dead but they're all dead by the time he gets there or no they're actually not dead but they actually point out how they're not dead so. <laughs> uh but zod has already shown up and uh he's actually already putting put candor inside the lazarus pit and that's how this one ends with but like confused this... here did zod go get another uh jar and build another city I think he, like, yeah, because he didn't want to carry around that broken glass and, like, accidentally cut himself. <laughs> He's going like, to cut himself. Because <laughs> Candor has a kryptonite in there. It's made of kryptonite, essentially. he re-domed it. Yeah. I thought about that, too. The city was destroyed. Maybe uh, not. If you look back, it wasn't... Uh, uh, even when he's holding the broken one, you can still see that outline of the city pretty well. All right. I'll go with that. So, I think he just went to Hobby Lobby, got a new dome. <laughs> Picked up a new dome. That was it. Got 20% off that single item. There you go. And, uh, yeah, it ends with, like, the swarm of Kandorians, like, these little tiny, like, resurrected Lazarus Pit psycho people now going after everybody. So, I think this is, like, a pretty cool premise. Mm-hmm. I love they're, they're still like, tiny. <laughs> like, what if, Kand- so, Kandor's destroyed. Now, what if Zod decided to go dip it in the Lazarus pit? How would that work? I think that's pretty cool. Because I was wondering how they... Remember when this one started, we were like, what are they going to do? Like, yeah. There's going to be another... Um, what was it? Oh, shit, was the name of the Superman one where they had the two worlds? World of Krypton? <laughs> the yeah. two crypt worlds of Krypton? Yeah. I just thought, yeah, I didn't know what they were going to do with Zod and Raid Al Ghul and, like, what were, what were the story was going to be. I thought it was going to be pretty, like... Mm-hmm. I thought they were just going to play off of, like, they were going to do a team-up. Yeah. Right, but it's not. It's actually Ross trying to stop Zod. It's actually three people going against Zod, but now they have to all fight, like, resurrected Kandor, which I think is... It's pretty crazy. <laughs> Resurrected mini miniature candor. Yeah, it's hella crazy. Like it's like you can tell, like it's like uh-huh. just on that last page, like that was the premise. It's like let's write the story around that. Like somebody had that idea. Yeah. What if what if Candor got put in a Lazarus pit? <laughs> like, I think it'd go a little something like this. Exactly. It's pretty great. Pretty great. Like the news? So it's not going to be great, but so I don't know. You stopped reading it, but uh, Batman White Knight, now the Curse of the White Knight. Uh-huh. I've actually I've been really enjoying it. I don't know about anybody else out there, but uh, Sean Gordon Murphy, Sean Sean Gordon Murphy, has revealed that his line of comics. He's suppose there's going to be a new um, like a mini imprint of all <laughs> White Knight comics. He made an announcement on Twitter after a fan asked how many more stories in the world he had ideas for. He said, so big news, actually. DC wants a mini imprint of White Knight. I'll write the bones for new minis, and they'll set up the right artist team. It'll be done between new volumes of Batman, uh, White Knight. It'll be the Murphyverse. Like, stay tuned for books on Harley, Night- Nightwing, and Batgirl. I don't know. So there's going to be, uh, apparently, a bunch more of these books. So obviously, the you? Batman White Knight and Curse of the White Knight sold pretty well. 
Do you like that? Are you excited for that? Well, I see. I I really liked both these books, but it, it's more it's Sean Gordon Gordon Murphy and the artists, right? The combination of the two. Well, actually, he's doing he's he's doing the art in it. So it, I'm not sure it's going to hold up quite the same if it's somebody else writing stories that just happen to be in that world. I got you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now it's, now it's just full blown cash grab, right? Basically, yes. So we'll see. I mean, if it's mostly his ideas, I'm sure it'll still be good. But uh, may not. I don't know if it's going to hold up quite the same way. But we'll see. You'll and then, see. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about us. I will. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you know. Thanks. Um, and then uh, you know, heard we talked about I guess Dan DiDio, uh giving up or being fired or something from. Uh, yeah, and I saw. DC. Yeah, I saw that. Nobody's really said what happened or why or. Yeah. Well, the only thing that came out was, so did you see the rumors that AT&T was going to sell to uh, Marvel? What? Well, okay, there was it was it was bullshit, and it never even played off as real rumors, but somebody tried to start that, hmm. and then uh, that was, I guess, a C2E2. Uh, Jim Lee said, DC has been around for 85 years, and will be around for another 85 years, so I'm taking that as fact, and if he doesn't, that's a contract right here. If, right. it, if it's not around for 85 years, I'm coming after Jim Lee. Well, what if it's around for 86 years as well? You can also get him on that. So. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so in 86 years from now, Jim, I know you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to call you out on this podcast in 86 years. Your grandkids' grandkids are going to be collecting some fat cash. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It says, the actual strategy for DC is put is to put publishing at the center of what we do. It's the engine of all the movies, TV, cartoons that we do. And so it's my intent to, going forward as the publisher to lean into the collective years of experience of my team. Rest assured, the company's in great hands. Yeah, what else is he going to say, right? Yeah, right. So, uh, all right. Yeah, so so that, that that's, that's that. So you think like he got caught jerking off in the bathroom or something and they fired him? <laughs> that's the only thing that could have happened. That's right. <laughs> first thing that comes. To first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> first and last. I mean, Had nothing to do with what I said earlier, where you know it's a company trying to uh, cut costs and don't need two publishers. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Definitely that couldn't caught, be caught jerking off. Probably in the cafeteria. What's up? Probably got caught jerking off in the cafeteria. Oh yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> talk about jerking off here. The only other thing I got here is. Uh, so did you see Zack Snyder? You know how crazy he is. Sure. All right. Anyway, so he keeps he keeps taunting everybody online about uh, the uh, the Snyder cut of Justice League. Oh, I think Zach this guy Snyder. is. What's up? Zack Snyder. Sorry, Zack Snyder, <laughs> not Scott Snyder. Yeah. Scott Snyder. I was like, sure, he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I would love to see a. Um, I guess here's the punchline here. I'd love to see a uh, Snyder cut of Justice League, but I don't think it's ever happening. But he keeps taunting everybody. So there's, he did a, um, I think it was a poster. Oh, yeah, sorry, he said, it had, in an event uh, Snyder personally oversaw, fans were to submit posters and fan art that best capture the spirit of the Snyder cut of Justice League. All right, so there are over 1,200 submissions, and then he picked a winner. And I believe this was basically for a uh, charity of his. Uh-huh. But <laughs> the way he's taunting everybody is he, the prize he gave is a, um, was it a clacker, the clipboard they use, directors use? Yeah. And so on it, he wrote, uh, the scene is, something cool with Batman, Superman, Lewis, probably should be supposed to be Lois, or Martian Manhunter. The take, however many takes it, however many it takes to get it awesome. Then on the back, 
He wrote, this, uh, please extend to the bearer of this slate the right to pass all security protocols and the permission to something, the uh, this motion picture scene and sync marker on the set of any additional photography for the motion picture known as Zack Snyder's Justice League and in the unlikely and purely speculative event that such photography is needed. So, so, so basically on the, on the taunt, taunting, he's giving him, like, it's kind of a cool prize, right? It's a slate yeah. that I'm assuming was used and the stuff that he writes on with his marker, right, for the scenes is like as though it's going to be a new scene for Justice League, for the Snyder Cut of Justice League. And on the back, he wrote a note, hey, you know, this is this gets you into the uh, actual phot- principal photography of uh, any of those scenes. And he wrote on here, it's purely speculative. But people are taking this to mean that Snyder's hinting that this is actually going to happen. There's like tons of people going in there saying, oh my god, I think this means that Snyder actually has a Snyder Cut, a, a Snyder cut coming. Can't that guy just make a new movie, like something else? Like, can't but, he just move on? He is. I mean, he's doing his own thing, but he's doing this like, hey, he's he's getting his, uh, whatever his cherry's going. He's got his name still out there because people won't stop talking about it, and he's just playing it up. I think it's I genius. Sure. No? Like, I don't know. I, I don't care about a Snyder. Like, it's so far gone like who cares no it's over now I know (laughs) but But it's uh, hilarious that people it's more the stupidity of people that think looking at this and thinking that it means something's coming not just that he's screwing with them yeah I guess so speaking of screwing with people (laughs) no I don't have a game for you hashtag uh, G W N T G W N N no hashtag N T G W N N -N. (laughs) All right, well, fuck it. Fuck it. Do, I, do, you, do you want to do a list or not, though? Oh, do you have a list? What do you uh-huh. got? Well, there's a couple here. This one, let's see. Do you want to know what the five superheroes will improve with the sidekick? And the five are better off solo? No, I want one where I can guess. What? <laughs> I want one where I can guess. Uh, that's <clears throat> all I got here. Sorry, then. <clears throat> the other one I had was uh, the five things that Bendis did well. <laughs> Five things Bendis people don't like about Bendis' stories. Well, let's try the sidekick one, see what happens. Let's see, yeah, five great ideas Bendis has brought to DC, and five fans were divided on. No, I said the sidekick one. Fuck yeah. Bendis. Fuck Bendis. All right. So let's see. Aquaman. Should he have one or not? Is does he improve the sidekick, or does he not improve the sidekick? He does not improve with a sidekick. Oh, man, he improves the sidekick. What? Come on. Aquaman is the king of Atlantis, and he wields his powerful trident as he fights alongside the Justice uh. League. Aquaman made a huge splash on the screen with his own film. But the, <laughs> but the hero is even more fun when he has a sidekick to tag along with him. Over the years, this nautical hero has had more than a few different sidekicks. Some of his best partners include Aqualad, Aquagirl, and Garth. All three characters have similar powers to most Atlanteans, meaning they are extremely skilled swimmers and are exceptional fighters. Aquaman is at his best when he has someone to keep things fun with. Bullshit. <laughs> I don't All know right. where that came from. What? Wonder Woman. Why? Hmm? Huh? So Wonder Woman, who do you think? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> huh? Wonder Woman does not improve with a sidekick. You are correct. All She's right, better God. off solo. Thank God. All right, what's the reasoning, though? I don't know. Let's see. The princess is certainly strong enough to go up against any of the biggest villains. She has well earned her place alongside the most powerful superiors of all time. Wonder Woman is an excellent team player. She has been one of the most vital members of the Justice League. As seen in her feature film, Wonder Woman has been around for decades, going on missions around the world. What does that have to do with psychic? I don't know. Because of her long history and near immortality, it is tough for her to have a psychic trying to keep up with her over the decades. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's because it's one... difficult, she does better without it. Basically, yes. Wonder Woman is certainly one of the best heroes to learn from, but she is able to lead a team and successfully complete her missions best when she's on her own. Wait, what? But she is able to lead a team and successfully complete her missions when she's on best when she's on her own. She leads her team when she's on her own. Dear best. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, Next let's one. see. Superman. Oh. It's kind of obvious. I don't think he needs us. I don't think he. No, he's not improving. He's better off solo. Well, yeah, Superman of is the ultimate example of what it means to be a superhero. He's an alien that has godlike abilities and only one true weakness. Well, he's only an alien on Earth. He goes all around the universe. And anyway, I guess he's an alien in every place but Krypton, huh? And Krypton doesn't gone. exist. So he's an alien everywhere. Yeah. All right. I just shot myself in the foot there. Despite <laughs> should have read the list first. <laughs> should have read the list first. <laughs> Despite being the most powerful hero, Superman is able to show true human emotion, and he cares deeply for the people of Earth that he defends. Clark Kent is an excellent member of the Justice League, and he works well with other team members. However, in many ways, Superman has to slow himself down to work as a team. There aren't any heroes that can keep up with Superman's speed and strength. He can fly impossibly fast, travel through space, and he is invulnerable. Superman can lead a team of heroes, but he is at best when he can go solo. Okay. <laughs> Are we good to continue with this? Yeah. All right, how about the Flash? Better with the team up. He's, he improves with a sidekick. Yeah. Barry Allen possesses all of the powers of the Speed Force, making him the fastest man alive. The Flash can travel the world in seconds, vibrate fast enough to move through walls, and he can even run through time in certain storylines. Wally West, a nephew to the legendary Barry Allen, joined the, fly, the Flash as his sidekick. The two heroes made a powerful duo, both of similar powers. Barry Allen would later pass on the mantle to Wally, who started off as the Kid Flash, whose two superhumanly fast heroes proved to be better than one. The two family members had plenty of fun adventures that made each of them even more powerful than before. Of course. Well, no shit. <laughs> well, what about Batwoman? That's a tough one. Because who would she team up with? Other like It would seem like she would... Okay. Um, solo. She improves the sidekick. Uh, so Batwoman is hates everybody, though. What? She hates everybody. She hates everyone. I think they're talking about her from the 40s, or maybe it was the 50s or 60s. Batwoman is an expert crime fighter. Batwoman is an expert crime fighter, trained by Bruce Wayne himself. At times, she has filled the role of sidekick to Wayne, but she took to fighting crime on her own. Like Bruce Wayne, Catherine Kane is also wealthy, using her money to help her become a highly skilled hero. Her niece, Betty Kane, became her sidekick, and the two women fought side by side. This family duo made a powerful team. Batwoman definitely improves with her niece by her side. The two characters work better as a team to stop villains, and they have created some memorable moments together. That's a bunch of horseshit. Like I said, I don't think she's been around since the 60s, so... Oh, that's a bunch of bullshit right? anyway. Yeah, 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 it's all bullshit. Let's see. Cyborg. Solo. Better off solo. Yeah. Victor Stone nearly died in a brutal accident, only surviving by becoming Cyborg. Victor Stone merged with the machine to become the most technologically advanced superhero. Cyborg's machine side allows him to have highly advanced reflexes, high healing abilities, and extremely powerful weaponry. Victor Stone is constantly getting new updates to his tech and his, and his processing to give him the absolute best weaponry and AI systems to help him in combat. Cyborg uses his built-in AI to help him with missions and fights, so he is be definitely better off going solo. I don't understand why. His AI, his AI features features fill the role a psychic would provide. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so Cyborg would only be allowed. I basically a psychic. I was about to say, isn't his AI, <laughs> his AI basically is psychic, a psychic, right? 
The cyborg would only be slowed down by another hero joining him on his solo missions. Yeah, of course. Makes sense, right? Yeah, lag. What about Green Lantern? Uh, does his ring count as a sidekick? <laughs> no. Uh, team up. You would think so, wouldn't you, since the Green Lantern core. But no, he's better off solo. What the fuck? <laughs> the role of Green Lantern has been filled by a few different people over the years. The power of Green Lantern is only limited by the hero's willpower, meaning there is potential for this superhero to be extremely strong. The Green Lantern works well with a team of fellow ring wielders. Yes, completely. But it would be hard to imagine a psychic that could match the strength and willpower that is that, that this superhero brings, except every other Green Lantern. Green Lantern's powers are connected to the hero's inner thoughts, which would make it difficult to team up with a sidekick. Green Lantern is a great team player, but the hero excels when they're going solo. I, I don't get it. They're, it's a whole team. The Green Lantern core? Yeah. Uh, Fuck Green Lanterns, that. even. Like, whatever. whatever. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Shazam. Or Captain Marvel. Team up. They win with the obvious, yes. Shazam, also known as Captain Marvel, is the alter ego of the young and energetic Billy Batson. This fun superhero has many incredibly strong powers, including mortality, flight, superhuman strength, and powerful electric blasts. When Billy Batson shouts the word Shazam, he transforms into one of the strongest superheroes. A kid and adult superhero... A kid in an adult superhero makes him incredibly fun adventures. What? A kid in an adult superhero makes some incredibly fun adventures, I guess. But Shazam's stories get even better when he's joined by his sidekicks. In certain storylines, Billy Batson is joined by other kids who discover the same ability to transform into equally powerful beings. A team of kids fighting villains with their superhuman abilities is what makes Shazam one of a kind. Or multiple of a kind? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, Martian Manhunter <clears throat> Fucking solo I would think so Have you ever seen him with a sidekick? No, that's what I was thinking of This, this shape-shifting alien is definitely one of the stranger members of the Justice League That's rude Martian Manhunter is a brilliant and powerful superhero His abilities include telekinesis, flight, shape-shifting, tele- telepathy, and superhuman strength His list of powers is, is much longer but the, Marsh, but the Martian is best known for his adaptability Because he can change his shape into any living thing he is an alien, and therefore he can be a bit detached from some of the more human superheroes he is aligned with. If Martian Manhunter had a sidekick, they would have a difficult time discerning the stoicism of the alien superhero. He is able to go on missions and on Earth and off-planet, so he is at his best when he is not joined by any sidekick. Just because he can go off Earth? I don't know. Okay. And what about Batman? Hmm. Guess he's a little bit better when he teams up with somebody. <laughs> He improves the sidekick. The Dark Knight is oh. arguably the most popular comic book character of all time. With numerous on-screen adaptations, both live-action and animated, there is no doubt that Batman has made an impact around the world. While Bruce Wayne has risen to be one of the best superheroes of all time, he is known for having a sidekick helping him on his adventures. Robin has become the best-known sidekick in all of comics. The two characters balance each other out. Batman teaches the younger careless hero, while Robin... Careless hero? I guess... I don't know. I don't think anyone careless, but anyway. Fucking <laughs> Rob is hella careless. He like, <laughs> just trips all over the place. He just accidentally murdering people as he's fighting so them, right? Careless. So careless. Take well, control. While Robin provides some levity like and comic relief to Batman's grim demeanor, there is no hero and psychic duo that comes close to matching Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh my god, that was terrible. Good job, uh, CBR.com and Brent Arwine. Yeah, great. Because you know job. he listens. 
Let's see Germany get through this one. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Good luck, loser. Uh, but, uh, but before we get to that, you want to tell them where they can talk to us or not? That's up to you. I don't talk. I'm not on the. <laughs> I don't receive any of those things. So. Well, let's see. So you got you to remind me because uh, this some uh, someone named uh, Renee from around the way over here uh, commented hashtag backcock hashtag picks or did not happen. So you got to remind me either now or later what where the pack backcock was because I forgot. It was on the cover up. of uh, one of the books. It was on the Where, cover of one uh, of the books? Was it the cover? Okay. It was the cover of uh, Batman. All right. Because it was that fake enchantress was, uh, what's her name? Xanadu was looking through <laughs> the right. back of, because we were talking about the guy didn't have a dick, but then it was casting a shadow on the cover. And they were like, because then Xanadu could see it from the back. And she's like, oh, look at that back cock. And so <laughs> I right. think because you didn't put the cover on the internet, she didn't, there was no, uh, Okay. I'll 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 throw that up just for just for her, just for the back. And she also said that uh, she was blown away by the period pleasuring presumption. Ah, that's right. She's and then she's pointing to a taco and a drop of blood. <laughs> uh, good job, Renee. Good job, Renee, from around the way. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody else wants to uh, talk about period pleasuring presumptions online, find us on Instagram at fourcolorultrasound.com. We could do other things, I guess, but let's see. <laughs> do I, I, I got to uh, throw this up here? I don't know. There we go. Uh, send us an email. If, if anybody else wants to send us more ads for uh, <laughs> pod, Podbean or whatever else to do live hey, podcasts. My, I, I cannot believe you're poo-pooing the fact that the, the manager of marketing at Podbean, took the time to listen to our podcast and then reach out to us, and you just want to like delete it like it's trash. That's fine. But do you want it? Do you want it? No, I don't want any fame or anything from this podcast. <laughs> my John, my name is John. I'm the head of marketing here at Podbean. I came across your podcast, so so you just don't think this is just a uh, a uh, <laughs> form email letter sent to every podcast online. No, I think the head of managing at Podbean is actually listening, and he's actually interested. He's actually interested? Uh-huh. Hi with Mike and Dieter. <laughs> Told okay, you you're... So, John, if you're truly interested, let me know, and then I'll do a live one by myself if Dieter's not interested. Yeah. So, So if anybody yeah. else wants to send us an email, at fourcolorultrasound at gmail.com with the number four. Or on Twitter, at fourcolorus, with the number four. So, there you go. Great. All right. What else we got? Nothing. I don't know. Now, now that uh, I made fun of Podbean, and they're not gonna want to listen anymore. But you said you don't want to do a live podcast anyway. So there you go. Fuck Podbean. There I said it. What about on Audrey? They want us Fuck. to do a live podcast too. Fuck Audrey too. <laughs> Nicholas. What? His name is Nicholas. It sounds well, German. I don't know. It could be uh, the guy that's been that listening guy to too. us. Fuck them all. <laughs> Fuck them all. Oh my god. That's right. I said it. I don't care. From Berlin. This is in Berlin, so I don't know. Bring it on. Fuck Spotify. Fuck Apple. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck YouTube. Fuck all, right, all right, well, we're, we're about to become famous. Well, not no more. What if this is the guy from Germany that's listening? He's the internet. He's the guy that controls the internet. He's like, I shall determine their fate after 34 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> 
oh, might as well put one more in to see if it's okay. <laughs> He's like just about to like submit our like fame credentials. And they're no. just about to be approved. And then he like hears this. And he's like, oh, no. He's like has to put him in the paper shredder instead. Our fame credentials. Oh, thanks a lot, Germany. There you go. See, now that just ruined me because that's, that's what was listening, huh? Germany, they're downloading podcasts everywhere. Right. Oh. Wasn't anybody actually listening? No, Lovely. they're just downloading it. It's just another bot probably anyway. Just another bot. Oh. All right. Well, all you now bots out there. I'm thoroughly depressed. If you want to come back and see if Mike makes it through this week or if uh, the realization of his fruitless podcasting efforts will make him actually kill himself this week, we don't know. Come on back. and uh, But until then, goodbye, Mike. <sighs> Good night, Dieter.